I started writing Food for the Archons as a book of despair after watching my father die in 2013. During his transition, I experienced a series of paranormal and psychic events that left me feeling that I had either gone completely crazy or fell into humanity's darkest secret. I spent the next five years conducting extensive research, and I quickly learned that what I had experienced was real. My journey brought me to an understanding that showed me that despite the terrifying reality of an unseen predator, we as humans have a forgotten power. Just knowing this brings us tremendous hope in what once seemed a dark reality. I wrote this book for me in hopes of gaining a better understanding of our reality and relationship to it, but my hope is that you will find as much value in reading it as I did in writing it. I am human, food for the Archons, humanity's psychic connections, simulated realities, parallel worlds, and the manipulation of mankind. It's available on Amazon.com and at SixthSenseMedia.net and wherever books are sold. I'm Dennis Nappy II, reminding you to let your intuition be your guide. Thank you. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. But there's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. This is it, my friends. The Pentagon just released an article via the New York Times stating that they have in their possession materials of craft that were made, quote, off-world. That is the acknowledgement of another civilization that has visited this planet. What does that mean? Where does that put us in the timeline of things that are happening? This actually connects to podcasts that I put out, I want to say back in 2016, going way, way back, 16 or 17. i got to find them. I'll have them linked in the show notes for you to review and listen to. Big things happening, my friends. It's 3.30 in the morning, Monday, July 27th. I've got so much swimming through my mind. I actually could not sleep. I'm trying to work through all of this stuff. I'm just trying to get out. It's brought some anxiety on me as well. I uh, hope I'm not passing that on to you. I think this is fascinating stuff, but things we need to be mindful of because there's so much happening right now. Some of it is disinformation. Some of it is distractions from bigger things. Some of it might be an aspect of deception as much as we want to believe the truth is out there, my friends. Where does this leave us? Where to begin? Well, let's start with this New York Times article. It's titled, No Longer in the Shadows, Pentagon UF Pentagon's UFO Unit Will Make Some Findings Public. What are those findings going to be? We're not quite sure yet, but I assure you, if you're paying attention to what's going on, it will be eye-opening. Now, I do suspect the timing of this is no accident, no coincidence to the things that are going on. But let's step back for a minute. I want to spend this time reviewing this article, but I have to go back to those previous shows that I did. Think back to around the time of the previous presidential election. WikiLeaks was big. My show was diving deep into what was coming out with WikiLeaks, and it all seems to be coming full circle right now. And around the same time, a researcher by the name of David Wilcock 
came out with a fascinating story. Now, I always give my caveat with Wilcox material. I take it with a grain of salt. I'm not a fan of his presentation and his ego. That doesn't mean he doesn't have access to information. He claims to be getting these briefings, and I suspect he does have some contacts who feed him information to further whatever agenda it is that they're following. Now, this story that he told years ago was about the findings on Antarctica. And he claimed that there was this ancient ET base with advanced technology. And he referenced all the trips by heads of state that were going down to Antarctica to view these findings. Now, some of this has been verified through places like the Farsight Institute and some of the remote viewing projects they've done over the past few years with advanced technology found in Antarctica. But what Wilcock was saying was that they were holding on to this acknowledgement of the UFO phenomenon on our planet, and they were waiting to release it. Now, who is they? He used the term the deep state. He was talking about the elites, the people in charge. And he said they were about to be taken down. Now, he talks of this alliance versus the deep state. I'm not sure how much of that I believe. I think a lot of this is, is just a charade. Um, I think that at the end of the day, it, it's all the same team. But what he was saying was that as the deep state gets taken down, and he specifically said for the sex trafficking for the horrific crimes against children many of these members of this deep state were going to be arrested indicted and arrested and he's been citing these secret indictments for years now the thing about wilcock is he makes this claim and then he keeps bumping the timeline back and that may be legitimate it may be he's just trying to uh you know save face i don't know but what he said back then was that these Elite pedophilia sex rings were going to be taken down. And as a distraction, they were going to open the vault and release stuff about these UFOs. Now, there is a ton of chatter. There's a ton of disturbing images coming out right now involving celebrities and politicians and well-known people and some very uncomfortable compromising photos and analysis of some of the things they're posting on Twitter that could be code for some horrible, horrific things. I'm not going to get into the details of that. But at the same time, we've got the Pentagon acknowledging, not just acknowledging UFOs, because they acknowledged that in 2017, right? It's old news now. They used the, word, the words off world. Another word for that, possibly ET, extraterrestrial, breakaway civilization, something other than our current civilization. That's one of the biggest stories in our modern history. And it leaves so many questions unanswered. But I have to acknowledge that this was discussed. I covered this on the show years ago. Is this what we're seeing? Are we witnessing the, I want to say, quote, takedown of this 
system of control, and now they're using their last-ditched effort, throwing out the, no pun intended, the Trump card here. Hey, here's aliens. Take a look at that, and uh, don't focus too much on us. Again, I don't really think that's exactly what's happening. Uh, I think that there is a change coming to this planet. This change is upon us right now. And the old leadership, in some cases, is, is being replaced. And this is one of the ways that the true powers that are in charge are cleaning house. So let's look at this article here. I'm going to come back to these thoughts that I'm having with all of this. Oh, wait, before I get in the article, let's continue with the story. I'm doing a recap here, and I encourage you to go back. Uh, I'll have it in the show notes, but listen to my disclosure playlist. It's posted up on SoundCloud, and it has a full analysis of this story as it was developing. Again, I think this goes back to 2016. But you had WikiLeaks. Now, here's the big thing about WikiLeaks. You know, they, they tapped into all these emails that were then leaked out and they published them. And I, I dove deep into them. And one of the files that I jumped into were the Podesta emails. Now, one of the crazy, concerning, scary, gross things that came out of the Podesta emails was the Pizzagate scandal. I'm not going to dive into that. I'm sure we're all familiar with that. But that came out. Pizzagate connected to Podesta, connected to the Clintons, connected to child trafficking. At the same time, the Podesta emails had ties to Edgar Mitchell. Edgar Mitchell was a former Apollo astronaut. Edgar Mitchell claimed to have actually been in contact with ETs, and his stance was, at his communications with Podesta, I want to share information with you, but the ETs are extremely concerned about the weaponization of space. So what Edgar Mitchell was saying was that they're peaceful ETs, they don't want us to weaponize space. That kind of ties into the... Stephen Greer camp talking about they're all benevolent, they're all peaceful. At the same time, Podesta was in communication with Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong was getting ready to publish some of his books, Secret Machines. Tom DeLong was trying to coordinate meetings with Podesta. It was disturbing with some of the, the rhetoric or the writings that DeLong was saying and how he wanted to target the youth in his books to get them to love Podesta and to get them to be open about the UFO technology. Now, there's some crazy stuff or uncomfortable connections that we could possibly make. I'm not saying DeLong is involved in the child sex stuff. I, I do think it's upsetting in the way in which they, people want to target the youth and hearts and minds. are trying to shape the minds of the children, shape the minds of the future right now, and get them open to UFOs, which is great. But I wonder what else is going on. So that caused some challenges there. So we've got Podesta linked to Edgar Mitchell, who's got claims is linked to ETs. We've got Podesta linked to Tom DeLong. Fast forward a year or two later, Tom DeLong comes out with the To the Stars Academy. Tom DeLong is connected with Hal Putoff, who is one of the founders of remote viewing. Tom DeLong is connected to Lou Elizondo, who was one of the heads of the Pentagon's program, the Aerial Threat Identification Program, which is the source of the 2017 article. Also connected to Chris Mellon, former uh, Deputy Director of Intelligence uh, within the United States government as well. Chris Mellon has written a couple op-eds for the Washington Post, again claiming that UFOs are in fact real. So we have some major players that are coming through all of this stuff. Some of it openly released intentionally, some of it leaked through WikiLeaks. At the end of the day, 
we have the slow drip of disclosure that the existence of UFOs are real. And as Lou Elizondo said, they're not ours. Now in this recent article, off-world creation. They also acknowledged in modern, in this most recent article that I'm going to get into in a minute, that they have recovered some downed craft. So that's kind of the progression of where we've been coming from. And I encourage you to go back and listen to the analysis that I've put out over the years, because I think it's going to get even more important as we move through this. And I want to, I want to talk for a minute about what else is going on in the world. If this is true, if let's say these elites, quote, are being taken down. Let's say that is the truth. And the elites are releasing this UFO information as a distraction. Let's look at what else is happening right now with the protests and the riots. It seems to me that America is being taken apart from within. And this is something bigger than just Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter is being used to further a much bigger agenda. That's why I always say be careful with what you're doing here because you may be fighting this one battle not realizing that this battle is a piece in a bigger war right now. And you, the end result, as much as you may be trying to win this one battle, it may put us in a place we don't want to be. Now, what's a result of this, of all these protests? is that the police are being heavily occupied with dealing with the riots and the protests and the threats against what's going on. They are less free to deal with all of the other things that are happening related to what I'm talking about now. Our law enforcement is tied up as things continue to devolve. Will that cause more federal forces to come in? Will that eventually cause the UN to set foot on the ground as things continue to fall apart around us? Watch for those headlines, my friends. We don't know yet, but I'll be curious to see how this plays out. Now, in looking at this article here, I'm going to read it, uh, read through some of it here. July 23rd, 2020. This is no longer in the shadows. Pentagon's UFO unit will make some findings public. This was written by Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie Keene, July 23, 2020. For over a decade, the program, now tucked inside the Office of Naval Intelligence, has discussed mysterious events in classified briefings. Now I come back and say, only a decade? Now you got to be kidding me now. This goes back a lot further. It's interesting, too, because President Donald Trump had a recent discussion with his son back in June of 2020. They talked briefly about Roswell. And Donald Trump, he skated around the issue. But he said there's some very interesting things about Roswell. He didn't really acknowledge anything, but he alluded to the fact that he had information on Roswell. That's going to be relevant to this article as well as I get into this here. And I've done a, a, a ton of analysis on the Roswell crash. I did a remote viewing session on the Roswell crash as well, and I got back information about a downcraft with some beings there. Um, and, and as well, you know, my remote viewing friends have targeted Roswell, and they got similar data on that. So I look at Roswell and the, the book The Day After Roswell as being the real deal. I also spoke with Phil Corso's uh, son, Phil Corso Jr., uh, and you can look for that as well. So here we go. Despite Pentagon's statement that it disbanded a once covert program to investigate unidentified flying objects, the effort remains underway. 
Rename and tucked inside the Office of Naval Intelligence, where officials continue to study mystifying encounters between military pilots and unidentified aerial vehicles. Pentagon officials will not discuss the program, which is not classified, but deals with classified matters. Yet it appeared last month in a Senate committee report outlining spending on the nation's intelligence agencies for the coming year. The report said the program, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, was, quote, to standardize collection and reporting on sightings of unexplained aerial vehicles, and was to report at least some of its findings in the public within 180 days after passage of intelligence of the Intelligence Authorization Act. So I covered this on a previous show a couple weeks ago. They're they're planning to release more of this information to the public. Why now? Why are we now why is it now being made a priority to notify the public that these things exist? What about over the past 20, 30, 40, 50 years, people reporting sightings and being silenced, being threatened, living in fear and agony that nobody believed us? And now they want to make this official. They've known about it the whole time, my friends. Why now? We need to question that. While retired retired officials involved with the effort, including Harry Reid, the former Senate Majority Leader, hope the program will seek evidence of vehicles from other worlds, its main focus is on discovering whether another nation, especially any potential adversary, is using breakout aviation technology that could threaten the United States. Now, Harry Reid was the one who kind of helped create the the previous program that came out with the To the Stars Academy behind Lou Elizondo. Uh, I, I dissected that previously as well. Now, it, they're using this under the guise of national security. We need to make sure that another nation isn't using this technology. And that is a real possibility. It's also a possibility, according to Dr. Greer, that this is the black budget here, that we have taken ET craft and reverse engineered them into some of the technology we have today. Senator Mark Rubio, the Florida Republican, who is the acting chairman of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, told a CBS affiliate in Miami this month that he was primarily concerned about reports of unidentified aircraft over American military bases, and that is that it was in the government's interest to find out who was responsible. He expressed concerns that China or Russia or some other adversary had made, quote, some technological leap that allows them to conduct this sort of activity. So this is the inquiry that allows us to dig further publicly without panicking the public right now. Maybe it's the great enemy. Maybe it's China. Maybe it's Russia. They have this advanced technological leap and they're collecting and threatening U.S. bases. So now we're starting to see the rhetoric, the fear amping up and the need, the need to be concerned about this defensively. We're making an enemy here, friends. In 2017, the New York Times disclosed the existence of a predecessor unit called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Defense Department officials said that at the time, the unit and its $22 million uh, in funding had lapsed after 2012. People working with the program, however, said it was still in operation in 2017 and beyond, statements later confirmed by the Defense Department. The program was begun in 2007 under the Defense Intelligence Agency and was then placed within the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, which remains responsible for its oversight. But its coordination with the intelligence community will be carried out by the Office of Naval Intelligence as described by the Senate Budget Bill. 
The program never lapsed in those years, but little was disclosed about the post-2017 operations. We do, I did cover more of this. Uh, I'll have the links going in the show notes. The Pentagon program's previous director, Louis Elizondo, a former military intelligence official who resigned in October 2017 after 10 years with the program, confirmed that the new task force evolved from the Advanced Aerospace Program. It no longer has to hide in the shadows, Mr. Elizondo said. It will now have transparency. Mr. Elizondo is among a small group of former government officials and scientists with security clearances who, without presenting physical proof, say they are convinced that objects of undetermined origin have crashed on Earth with materials retrieved for study. For more than a decade, the Pentagon program has been conducting classified briefings for congressional committees, aerospace company executives, and other government officials, according to interviews with program participants and unclassified briefing documents. In some cases, earthly explanations have been found for previously unexplained incidents. Even lacking a plausible terrestrial explanation does not make an extraterrestrial one the most likely, astrophysicists say. What does that mean? Let's read between the lines on that. In some cases, earthly explanations have been found for previously unexplained incidents. Even lacking a plausible terrestrial explanation does not make an extraterrestrial one the most likely. One theory that I think does not get any play whatsoever is a breakaway earth-based civilization or an unknown earth-based intelligence. Very little is known about what lurks beneath the ocean, but there is a strong connection, including the one released here, of of UFO craft and the ocean, or USOs, unidentified submerged objects. There's a lot of sightings of this as well that the Navy has and others have reported. Is there an advanced civilization that lives beneath the surface of the ocean that is Earth-based? If you look into the hollow Earth theory and Admiral Byrd's journeys, Is there a civilization that exists within the Earth? Are they what's secretly running this planet? Is there a human-based civilization? Look back to the work of Graham Hancock, his most recent Magicians of the Gods. Did we have an advanced human race here that was destroyed some 12,000 years ago? I think there's a lot of credibility in this research here in looking at these ancient civilizations the who built the pyramids who were these advanced structures that are being uncovered more and more every year graham hancock is a has coined the term we are a species with amnesia is that the source of these craft and we're just not aware of it if so if they are human in origin what are they hiding why aren't they telling us Have they infiltrated our government? Are they manipulating us further? That is a very likely possibility. So as much as we want to say it's aliens, it may be humans, it may be something else that is terrestrial, but not human as well. Mr. Reed, the former Democratic senator from Nevada who pushed for funding of earlier UFO program when he was the majority leader, said he believed that crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and that retrieved materials should be studied. After looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were substantive that not, and some not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government, uh, that the government and the private sector had in their possession, Mr. Reed said in an interview. No crashed artifacts have been publicly produced for independent verification. 
Some retrieved objects, such as unusual metallic fragments, were later identified from laboratory studies as man-made. Eric W. Davis, an astrophysicist who worked as a subcontractor and then a consultant for the Pentagon UFO program since 2007, said that in some cases, examinations of the materials had so far failed to determine their source and led him to conclude, we couldn't make it ourselves. That's a safe way of saying it's not from this planet. It's not from, not able to be replicated at this point in time. Now, there's uh, I did a, a, an extensive show, and I think it was a discussion I had with Daz Smith on the Secret Podcast. Um regarding the leaked notes that came out with Eric Davis and the former deputy or the former director of the Defense Intelligence Agency acknowledging the existence of basically UFOs, ETs, and a secret government. Back to the article here. The constraints on discussing classified programs and the ambiguity of information cited in unclassified slides from the briefings have put officials who have studied UFOs in the position of stating their views without presenting any hard evidence. Mr. Davis, who now works for Aerospace Corporation, a defense contractor, said he gave a classified briefing to a Defense Department agency as recently as March about retrievals from, from quote, off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Now, what does that mean? Off-world. That could be anything, just not on this planet. I wonder... Is this tie into some of the anomalies we see on the moon? I've spoken with Daz and I interviewed him on this show about his targeting of the moon in remote viewing sessions and vehicles and craft found on the moon. There's great remote viewing data about things that have been found on Mars. If you dissect the NASA rover pictures from both Mars and the moon, there are anomalous structures that have been found that lend credibility to the possibility that there are structures on the moon and a possible either current or lost advanced civilization that was residing on the moon overlooking Earth. Mr. Davis said he also gave classified briefings on retrievals of unexplained objects to staff members of the Senate Armed Services Committee on October 21st, 2019, and the staff members on the Senate Intelligence Committee two days later. Committee staff members did not respond to requests for comment on the issue. Public fascination with the topic of UFOs has drawn in President Trump, who told his son Donald Trump Jr. in a June interview that he knew very interesting things about Roswell, which was the city in New Mexico that is central to speculation about the existence of UFOs. The president demurred when asked if he would declassify any information on Roswell. I'll have to think about that one, he said. Either way, Mr. Reed said, more should be made public to clarify what is known and what is not. It is extremely important that information about the discovery of physical materials or retrieved craft come out, he said. All right. So, uh, there we have it, friends. Uh, there's a correction here. An earlier version of this article, this is from July 24th, 2020. Inaccurately rendered remarks attributed to Harry Reid, the retired Senate Majority Leader from Nevada, Mr. Reed said he believed that crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and that the retrieved materials should be studied. He did not say that crashes had occurred and that retrieved materials had been studied secretly for decades. An earlier version also misstated the frequency with which the Director of National Intelligence is supposed to report on unidentified aerial phenomenon. It is 180 days after the enactment of the Intelligence Authorization Act, not every six months. Okay, so there's your corrections that the New York Times posted in there. What does all that mean? Well, UFOs are still being explored by publicly now by our officials. There's a lot that we don't know. 
This is the same line I've been putting out there for years now. What aren't they saying? I think that's very telling. Why would a good journalist, a good investigative journalist, not ask certain questions? The one, the two questions that I think are important that are not being asked. Number one, who or what is piloting these craft? They've speculated maybe it's something off-world, maybe it's a foreign adversary, but we're not really exploring these questions publicly. I haven't heard any debates on the mainstream media saying, what if these are ETs? What if this is an AI? Where do they come from? What do they want? And I also haven't heard anybody saying anything publicly. Well, if this is true, is it possible then that people for the last 50 years claiming to have been abducted by creatures in UFOs were also telling the truth? If that's true, what does that mean? What does that tell us? That's a big question to ask. And maybe they don't think we're ready for it. But the public's reaction to this has been pretty dismissive. I don't understand that because I think this is it's a topic that I'm passionate about. But we're not asking the questions. Who's piloting the craft? Are they abducting our people in the night and conducting experiments on them. Dr. Greer talks about it and he claims that it's the black the black budget uh, you know it's actually us or the secret military that's doing these abductions and posing as ETs and he says that these little greys are in fact artificial intelligent robots that are created by the black programs. Maybe they're one and the same. I interviewed a guy years ago who said that the ETs are actually us. And I've shown correlations between what they talk about the greys and the projections of where I think we're going with consciousness here with a hive mindset mentality. So are we dealing with the creation of our future that's that's now coming back and interacting with us in the past? If you listen to my interview with Phil Corso Jr., he alluded to time travel and that being the real secret. So is there a connection between what we are creating now and what it manifests to in the future and it's now coming back here in the past to continue to manipulate and orchestrate events around us? Elon Musk recently put out, I got to find the article again, we, he, ha, he claims to have a chip that will allow us to stream music directly into our brains. Is this the beginning of the upload to Skynet? Now, I know that's a fear-laden statement. I know I tend to go off the deep end, but the world is off the deep end right now, my friends. Now, let's talk about a little bit about covid there's some weird things going on. Can you believe the numbers? Is the virus as bad as they say? Is it really spreading? Regardless of what you believe and where you fall with that, the media is ramping it up. What that means is that we use that as an indicator and warning of things to come. If they're still spinning the fear in the media, I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's not true, but I would take precautions and prepare accordingly that means they're going to be hitting us again, most likely with another shutdown. 
They're not done with this virus. Now, I have read reports that, number one, people with type O blood don't seem to be hit as hard with this virus. We also saw that it seemed at first to be more targeting the elderly and people with uh, certain medical or pre-existing conditions. I also read a report saying that the blood, when people die of this, seems to coagulate in weird ways. Now, going back to my interview with Edward Reardon, he's the remote viewer I work with with the crypto viewing team. The reason I connected with Edward because he was tasked to view remote view QAnon. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who follow Q who was coincidentally just taken down by Twitter. A lot of us look at Q as being the voice of the deep state that is working with Donald Trump and going to take down, I'm sorry, not the voice of the deep state, the voice of the alliance working secretly with Donald Trump that is going to take down the deep state. Edwards' data paints a much darker picture. And that data corroborates with other things that we have explored here. One of the things that Edwards' data brought back was the release of nanotechnology, a fine particulate that impacted people's consciousness. This ties into the projections of these chips that people like Elon Musk and Ray Kurzweil of of Google are working towards creating. This ties into a lot of the conspiracy theories about 5G technology. This possibly ties into the old reports of Morgellons disease and these strange fibers that were appearing in people's arms. Possibly ties into what's going on with HARP and maybe ties into some of the stuff going on with CERN. Is it possible that this disease, and this is tinfoil hat stuff here, my friends, that this COVID-19 is connected to some form of nanotechnology. Is this why people are afraid of 5G? Because these fine particulates are in the air, are getting into our bodies, and are now able to better interact with our consciousness, with our thoughts and behaviors. I'm not afraid to acknowledge that mind control exists. Look at the declassified MK Ultra documents. Read my book, I'm Human Food for the Archons. I go into how mind control is a natural part of our existence. I can give you countless examples in nature of how a parasite will take conscious control over a host's body and cause it to do things that ultimately lead to its death, sometimes a very slow, painful, torturous death. I'm not trying to get dark, my friends, but the world is not what it seems. There are things being played out in front of us that are nothing more than a distraction, than a diversion. There are things being done to us and around us that are aimed at controlling our thoughts and our behaviors and our emotions. We need to be open to these weird things that are happening so we can find solutions on how to safeguard ourselves as we navigate this new system that's being thrust upon us right now. The nanotechnology is something I think is well worth our time in exploring and may be connected to what's happening with everything around us. If Elon Musk is claiming to have a chip that can stream music directly into your brain, is it possible that there's some kind of technology that can stream thoughts and visions directly into your brain? Prototypes of that technology have already been out. They've already been 
patented. These things exist. The question is, how widely disseminated are they? Are they in play today? My friends, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things we need to be cognizant and aware of. And I know those of you that might be new to the show, I said a lot of heavy stuff, a lot of things where you're like, I'm done, I'm out of here. But just watch the news for five minutes and look at the insanity of things playing out. We have a repeat of historical events as if they're going through the playbook, but we also have the underlying theme of advanced technology that's all around us right now. And that technology is being used to manipulate us. And we have this theme of the building, the slow building threat of ETs that is being paraded in front of us as well, being acknowledged in all sorts of ways. This public acknowledgement started, or the acceptance of this, the official acceptance of this started with the Ancient Aliens TV program back in maybe 2012, 13, when that started to come out. That has progressed into now the To the Stars Academy, the New York Times articles uh, acknowledging their existence. Then we had unacknowledged Dr. Stephen Greer's uh, video documentary that was published on Netflix. And I believe on Amazon, you had the Bob Lazar video with Chris Corbell that came out within the last two years that was published again on Amazon. Why are these discussions, these programs being revisited and put out in such a way as to gain support and acceptance? Because we are being groomed for something. What's coming next? Are we going to see a major UFO sighting? Are we going to have a big disclosure piece? Well, you listen to the work of David Icke, and he covered somebody's predictions, I can't remember who, that said as this control element continues to shock us into directions of behavior and thought to to corral this cattle of human existence into where it wants us, we're going to have the fear of terrorism. Then we're going to have threats from space, and ultimately we're going to have threats from ETs. Doesn't mean that's the real thing that's happening, but that's what's going to be sold to us. Bill Coopers, in his book, Behold a Pale Horse, talked very much about this. He talked about the existence of ETs. He also talked about Project Bluebeam and the holographic projection of false craft in the sky. Is that holographic projection, instead of a technological device that shoots a beam into the sky, is it a technological device paired with nanotechnology that shoots a perception into your mind? It's all possible now, my friends, and we need to ponder what's going on. This is what's been keeping me up at night. This is why I've been up tonight. I'm not afraid of it. I'm excited to share it with you because this knowledge is empowering. As things are happening, we need to resist the urge, in most cases, for the knee-jerk reaction and take some time to process these things. It's heavy information that we're dissecting here, friends, but it's happening, and it's happening now. Be cautious. Be mindful. Be open-minded. There are many paradigm shifts that are happening, and for some of us, there are just... That paradigm shift we already went through, it's bringing it to a new tangible level of reality. And that can be difficult to process as well. It's like, we knew it, we knew it, we knew it, we believed it, we believed it. And now, oh my gosh, I can almost touch it. And that's a scary thing sometimes. Take your time. 
stay the course, go out, reconnect with nature and ground yourself as often as you possibly can because I think we're going to continue to be hit with some very upsetting images across all the spectrums that I just covered. Things are going to be difficult for us. We're experiencing trauma and we need to allow ourselves time to heal from that trauma. Visit SixthSenseMedia.net for all of this content, continuing content. Check out the, the work of Ray Davis as well. I see him on Facebook. He's still putting out the positive thoughts and affirmations. He's continued to, to be a beacon of hope during all of this craziness. I continue to continue. I, I encourage you to continue to follow the great work that Ray is doing as well. And I'm going to end things here, my friends. I'm going to give a plug for my book. Because I think it's important, if, if any of this has resonated with you, please check out I Am Human, Food for the Archons, Humanity's Psychic Connection, Simulated Realities, Parallel Worlds, and the Manipulation of Mankind. I talk about the scary stuff in here, but this book is empowering because it puts it in a perspective where, yep, this scary stuff is happening, but we also have a lot of power. It explains... The foundation, I believe, for what is going on in the world right now. It explains the why and a little bit of the how. We need to understand these things. It gives you that foundation to look at what's going on and say, I get it. Now I understand why this is going on. I believe this book gives you that, that the ability to do that. It walks you through and gives you that perspective, which is another tool for you in trying to process what's going on. So please, it supports the show. I am human food for the archons. You can find it at sixcentsmedia.net and on amazon.com. It would greatly help me out. And if you've read it, please consider writing a review. That helps me as well. It helps other people find this, what I believe is an important work. All right, friends. Uh, last plug, crypto viewing. We're doing important work there. Uh, I can't get into everything that we talk about, but our remote viewers and our analysis has been spot on with what's going on, not with just with the economy, but with world events, with politics. We touch on some UFO and some woo-woo stuff as well. That is, uh, like I said, it's timely, it's relevant. It's happening now, cryptoviewing.com. Big things in the works, as always, every single week with what we're doing on that platform. As I close out the show, I'm going to leave you with a song that I compiled, uh, that I arranged. Um, if you listen to my show last week, I talked about my, my adventure, my transcendental experience in the woods where I kind of cleansed myself in a flowing creek. And while I went through that experience, I had music in my head. And I was able to go meet with my brother, Mike Nappy of Nappy Music. Find him at, at Nappy Music anywhere. Um, I went to his studio and we arranged this song. My brother helped me tremendously with it. And it was inspired by Bruce Lee's talks about water, be like water. Um, and, and it really just inspired me. So this is a song that I put together with my brother that I think is, uh, it motivates me and it inspires me in such challenging times to uh, kind of go with the flow and the power of uh, being flexible like that. So shout out to my brother, Mike Nappy. He is a musical genius. The guitar you hear played in the background of this that I think really gives it that emotional power that was done by him uh, on a whim. He's like, oh, let me add some guitar. And he sat down for five minutes and, and just, threw it together, threw it in there. So uh, I, I love this this outro that I'm going to leave you with. So uh, let me know your thoughts. 
Dennis Nappy II here, another great episode of the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep an open mind. And let your intuition be your guide. Thank you. I said, empty your mind. Be formless. Shapeless. Like water. Now you put water into a cup. It becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle. It becomes the bottle. You put in a teapot. It becomes the teapot. Now water can flow. Or it can crash. Water, my friend, my friend.